When the Philistine came after the army of God, David was furious. The army of God was frightened, but not David. David was furious and basically said, How dare you to defile the army of the living God? When a devil comes after the word of God to destroy it, I just tremble inside, not over fear of the devil, over anger that he would try to come against the word of God. And that's what devils always try to do, is the opposite to the word of God. I have an anger in me when this happens. There was a time when I owned a business in Dallas. It was just exactly at the time I was born again. So I was a brand new Christian. One day I was in my shop and I saw a pudgy little man come in the door. I noticed him because he was wearing a suit and a big Stetson hat and a tie. And on the tie, he had a pair of handcuffs, emblems of handcuffs. And he was sort of jolly. And he said, little lady, do you know a man named Settles? And I said, no, I don't think so. He said, well, he knows you because he is suing you for a million dollars. And he handed me some legal papers. It was so ridiculous. I went into my office and just threw the papers across the room onto a shelf. And really, I thought no more about them for a couple of weeks. This was so ridiculous. I probably had a total of maybe $2,000. And he's suing me for a million? How silly. Besides that, what have I done? I don't even know the man. I had a friend at the time who had just graduated from law school at SMU and had taken a job at a big firm downtown Dallas. They had all of the 38th floor of the Bryan Towers. Big firm. And I told him what had happened and asked him to represent me. God had shown me to get out of debt and stay out of debt. And the bills for the lawsuit began coming in. $3,000 one week, maybe 2000 the next week. It was eating up all of my profit. I could tell it wouldn't be long before I was back in debt. So I began praying what to do. And the scripture was called to my attention. Isaiah fifty four seventeen. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. Well, this was certainly a weapon formed against me. And the Bible's telling me it won't prosper. So I'm saying, well, why am I paying this law firm to represent me in court? when it's a weapon that cannot prosper against me. 
I'll just go to court and represent myself. No human legal counsel. Now, I was a brand new Christian. Only a few weeks had I been a Christian. I decided maybe I better go tell my pastor what I'm about to do. All the way as I drove out to tell the pastor, I was praying, asking God to give him wisdom. For I had read in the Bible a promise in James 1.5, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. So I was praying for God to give the pastor wisdom. As I told the pastor what was happening, he said, Joan, I perceive that you have the faith to do this thing this way, going to court without any human legal counsel. So Isaiah 54, 17, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. What is the Bible? Is the Bible just something telling about God, like a history book? Or is the Bible the actual word of God? Is the Bible the word Jesus? Is the Bible power from God? When the bills kept coming in from my lawyer, I called and told Gordon that I was going to go to court without any human legal counsel and so for him not to do anything more on my law case. And Gordon said, Joan, you don't realize how evil these courts are today. You can't do this. And I said, Gordon, I'm a Christian, and the Bible says no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. And I told Gordon, this is in Isaiah 54, 17. Now, either the Bible is real or it's not real. Either it is a power of God or it's not. And if it's a history book just telling about God, I don't want anything more to do with it. But if it is really God talking to us himself with the power of God, I do want it. And this is a good time for me to find out whether the Bible is a history book or whether it is a power of God. And Gordon says, Oh, Joan, it'll only take about 10,000 more to try your case. And I said, 10,000 more? Gordon, stop. Don't do anything else. 
So with that, I stopped the legal action. I was frightened. We were several weeks away from the court trial, and the devil would bring me thoughts that frightened me. And I would turn to God with those fears, and God would give me scripture. And I would take those scriptures and write them down. And I kept it before me day and night, at work, at home, wherever I went. I could pull it out and look at it. Total, there were about 14 different scriptures, which gave me faith and hope and strength to go the way I was going. I recorded those scriptures on a cassette tape, and I played them all night, every night. And I would fall asleep to the scriptures playing. And then when I woke up during the night, I would turn the recording over and play the other side. I did this for the weeks between the situation and the scheduled trial. Six days before we were to go to court, I received a telephone call, and it was from the lawyer of the man who was suing me. And he said, I'm calling you because you don't have a lawyer. I need to talk to you. He said, our client has dropped all charges. He said, we tried to tell him he had no grounds to sue you. But he wouldn't listen to us. He was like a madman. And I said, did he drop all charges just against me or was it against everyone? He said, no, he cut everyone loose. About two weeks after this, Gordon came into my shop and he said, we have discussed your case at our law firm ever since it was brought to our attention. And we want you to know that we believe what you said happened, happened. No weapon formed against me would prosper. The scripture is the power of God, not just a history book telling about God. It is God. I was taken into heaven shortly after I was born again. It was in the night, and I was asleep, and I was merged into the body of Jesus, made one with the Word of God at that time. God and the Holy Spirit witnessing. It's not that I saw any physical images. It was a spiritual experience. A few Nights later, after this first happening, the exact same thing happened to me a second time. I was merged into the body of Jesus, made one with the Word of God. Perhaps I have a special feeling for the Word of God, but it's not any different from the feeling David had. How dare you defile the army of God? How dare you do this? That's the way we should feel about the Word of God. 
The Word of God is not just a history book about God. The Word of God is God, and when it comes to you, the Holy Spirit brings the Word of God to our mind. That's God himself speaking. If he tells you something, it's a sure thing. Do you have that concept? Will you stake your life on it? It's the only thing secure. In 2022, September, Pam Paget was diagnosed with bladder cancer, a very aggressive bladder cancer. They sent her to a specialist in Denver. She lives about 50 miles away. The specialist told her she must have four treatments of chemotherapy followed by surgically removing the bladder. We were all in shock, total shock. I'm sure I had anger attached to my shock because this was illegal against Pam. It was illegal. She was definitely a Christian, followed God by the Spirit of God, was born again, had the Holy Spirit, lived a Christian life, a righteous Christian life. I knew her. I knew her well. I knew how she was living. When a problem occurred, Pam would talk to God about the problem and settle it and then tell me what had happened. She wasn't depending on me at all. It was God she depends on. I knew those things about her. This is an illegal attack against her. It's like the Philistine coming against David. It's like the lawsuit coming against me. I saw it as an illegal act coming against Pam. God had told Pam in 1982 that I was to be her supervisor, and we worked in a restaurant serving food to people. That was the church. Now, I didn't even know Pam at that time. When God gave me a dream to set up a blog, I knew Pam worked as a computer programmer at FedEx. So I called her immediately and asked her to set up the blog, which she did, and within three days, we were publishing on the blog. I didn't know about the dream where I was to be her supervisor. I didn't know about that dream at the time I called Pam. I knew very little about her at that time, which was the year 2012. I was to learn later that when she had a problem in her life, she prayed and sought God and did what she thought he showed her to do and resolved the problem. Most Christians hear the word of God, but they don't do it. Paul said, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, Be careful for nothing 
But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Most Christians do not do that. They go along in life pulled down by the fears and torments of the problems that arise in their life. How is it this can happen? Those problems can't stand against God. If you find out what to do about the problem and do it, you're going to win, just like David won over Goliath. These are attacks against the Word of God in your life. You have to turn to God in prayer. Pour your case out before God. Give God the ideas you have about solving the case and ask him to turn you another direction if that's not the right way to go. And then follow everything the Holy Spirit shows you about the situation. Do it. This is living by faith in God. Do you have faith in God or do you have faith in your church? Or do you have faith in your pastor? You must have faith in God, in the word given to you by God. In 2018, I fell at my house in Texas and broke a hip and broke a left wrist, very badly dislocated it. As the ambulance workers rolled me past the front door of my house, I heard from God, you'll never see this house again. From the hospital, I put the house up for sale. One of our church members said, I don't see how you can do this. And I said, but I've heard from God. You'll never see this house again. What are we doing around here in the church? Are we just playing it being church? Or do we really know we're hearing from God when something happens? We're not hearing from man. We're hearing from God. So if God tells me, you'll never see this house again, I put the house up for sale. That's an appropriate action according to the word I have heard from God. Now, the house didn't sell immediately. I spent two and a half months in the hospital in Texas, and then I was moved from there to Colorado to live in the home of Pam Padgett, one of our church members. For a year and a half, I talked to God about that house in Texas that was not selling. And I had a legal grounds to talk to God. And I said, now you told me, and I would never see it again. So I know it will sell. That's the way I talk to God. I know you will bring the right buyer for this house because you're the one who told me I would never see it again. So what would I need with a house sitting 450 miles away from me, empty. My grounds for selling 
would be that God told me I would never see it again. A year and a half after I put it on the market, the house did sell. This is living by faith that you have heard from God. There are many illegal acts against the Word of God. I believed this cancer that Pam had in September 2022 was one of those illegal acts. And I prayed accordingly. I told God, I said, there is no shadow of turning with you. You have set Pam up in this ministry with the gift of helps to do the work of the ministry. There is no way devils will be able to take this away from this assignment that you have given her. There's no way. James chapter 1. Let's look at what he says about God. James chapter 1 verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness. He's not going to go one way and then another. Neither shadow of turning. And I'd say to God, this can't be happening. You put me to live here. Not only did you put me to live here, we have six animals. Pam has to feed those animals. I'm physically incapable of feeding those six animals. This can't be happening. You're not going to put me here and then rip me out or allow a devil to rip me out. That's not going to happen. Now, this is the way I prayed. I viewed that cancer attack as an attack of devils, an illegal attack of devils, not a judgment of God, an attack of devils. And I fought this cancer as a legal battle formed against the Word of God. I could see it was against the Word of God in Psalm 91. Psalm 91, God says, He would put none of these diseases that the world fears upon us. I could see it as being an illegal disease based on the Word of God on the promises of God. Verse 2 of Psalm 91, I will say of the Lord the word. He, the word, is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In him will I trust. I knew Pam did that as I do it. Surely he, the word, shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noise and pestilence. 
God created the human body, and a bladder was one of the things you need in the human body. And now the surgeons are going to give her four weeks of chemotherapy and then surgically remove the bladder. To me, this was just totally absurd. I didn't talk to Pam about how I felt. I talked to God. You're the one that created the human body and know what we need, and now they want to remove it? Surely there's another way to deal with this. Now this story is so remarkable. At one point, the pharmacist, of the chemotherapy pharmacist, gave Pam a large document about chemotherapy. 20-page document to read. And then the pharmacist said, oh, you may as well take this extra page from the Cancer Society. Pam read the 20 pages, and then she thought, well, I may as well read the extra page. And on that page was the exact answer to the situation. A statement was printed by the Cancer Society saying, a combination of chemotherapy and radiation may offer the same benefits as bladder removal. Now Pam is confronted with going to the medical people involved in her case. None of them thought Pam was an ideal candidate for radiation chemotherapy treatments. But each of the five people agreed to do that if that is what she really wanted. They would not be surgically removing the bladder, but would be administering chemotherapy with radiation. She chose to go that direction because she believed God had shown her to go that direction. The treatments continued from December through most of January. December 2022, January 2023. Then they were going to have her come back to see what the situation was like in her body, what the status was of the cancer. Then the fear started. Another attack of fear. What if the cancer is still there? And God showed her, just continue to do what I've shown you to do. God gave her several dreams. One dream that he gave her during this period, some physicians or scientists were sifting through garbage in two garbage bags to see if there was any disease in the bags. The physicians found no disease in the bags. She had two appointments scheduled in April 2023 to see whether there was any cancer, and she felt that God was showing her this scenario 
of the two follow-up meetings. So she went for the first examination, and the urologist kind of laid a foundation saying, now, if there is any cancer, we can still operate probably in a lesser way than we first diagnosed. So he began preparing her that there would be cancer. He started his examination with a scope, and he said, well, this looks great. This looks great. And at least three times in the exam, he said, well, this looks great. There's a little redness, but we aren't going to do anything to it. We'll just follow up and check on it. They had her go for a CAT scan, which showed there was no cancer in her body. And she still had her bladder. Continual thanks is given to God for this situation. I have asked Pam to put a link at the end of the writing that's attached to this podcast so you can read her exact story and the dreams that God gave her and how God helped her at every stage with the medical meetings. All you have to do is click on the link at the bottom of the writing that's attached to this podcast. Thank you for allowing me to share with you today.